return to God. These words by the prophet Joel are an encouragement, an invitation to us to return to the God who created us. The God, the one who is all good, the Prince of Peace, the one who has the fullness of joy for us, the one who calls us to eternal beatitude, happiness. And so if that's who God is, what it means is the closer we are to him, the more goodness, the more peace, the more joy, the more happiness we will experience. And if we are not experiencing the fullness of those things, well, there's room for improvement then. And, but the improvement is not, I don't know, it's not so much, I just need to try harder. Because really, everything God wants to give us is a gift. And so somehow it's about receiving what he wants to give us. And so if you want to think about it visually, I'm thinking of it this way, that, that, that as we return to God, we're, it's like we're turning to God. I want my whole life to be oriented to him. So I want, to, I want my mind to be focused on, on him and what's good and true. I want my, my desires to be ordered to him, to what's good. And I want my will to be strong enough to, to choose that. Because so often I see the good and, and I just, I know I should, I, I want to, but I just, I get, I get misdirected. My passions get disordered. And I'm weak to be able to just stay focused on the Lord. Does that make sense? I don't know if that image will help you or not. But you know, like, it's just like, it's a, it's a focus on the Lord. And so that's the invitation. And so... Jesus today tells us three ways that can help us, three practices that we have uh, as Christians to help us on this journey. First, prayer. Prayer is relationship. And what's beautiful about our relationship with God is pr prayer is not so much something we do, but it's something I open myself up to God doing in me. That it's not about my work, but it's about allowing him to work on me. Does that make sense? So if you say, like, I don't know how to pray, Father, and it's like, that's okay, because he's in charge, actually. My job is to simply open the door, to be reset. You know, Jesus says in the book of Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He who opens the door, I will come in and have supper with him. My job is just to open the door, and then he will come in. And give me what I need. And so, what does that mean for us? Um, I don't know. The, the, the best thing we could do in our relationship, of prayer, our relationship with God is going to confession could be the best thing we do for ourselves this Lent. Um, if, if Sunday Mass hasn't been, um, if it hasn't been a habit for us recently, then maybe that's what it is, going to Sunday Mass. Um, or if that's been our thing, maybe we try to go to daily Mass. Or if we haven't been praying, my suggestion would be Pick a time in the week for 30 minutes. I'm going to go and sit in the chapel for 30 minutes. I, I can almost guarantee you that you're going to walk out grateful. 
If, if that's something we already do and we, we pray for like 30 minutes a week, maybe, maybe it's praying 30 minutes a day. I, I can almost, I'll promise you, if you do that every day for Lent, it will change your life. You know, if we don't know what to do in prayer, another suggestion, I like the, I call it the thank you prayer, where I go to God and I'm like, God, thank you for this, this, and this. Although I am not thankful for this, this, and this. And we talk to him about both. God, here's what I really like right now. Here's what I don't like. He wants it. He wants them both. Doesn't that seem simple? Can we think of it? Remember that? You know, like, if we don't know what to say, start with that. Because why? He, our Father wishes to hear what is on the hearts of his children. Secondly, fasting. Fasting is, it's a conscious act of the will to strengthen my focus on him. I'm, I'm consciously doing something to discipline or, or strengthen myself focused on, on what's most important. Um, not too long ago, a, a group of men at the Newman Center, they challenged me. Um, they were doing this, and they, Father, we challenge you to like, uh, take like cold showers or lukewarm showers. So I know what you're thinking. I need some new friends. Um, no, I, but, but the, the truth is that that practice, what I realized after a couple weeks was like, I'm, I'm forcing myself freely, I choose, to do something that's difficult. And what I noticed was the rest of my day, it was much easier to do things that were difficult. You know, when it's like, oh, I need to do this assignment. Oh, but my friends are going to go eat. I think I'll go eat. And it's like, no. What's the hard thing? What's the difficult thing that I actually need to do? And I found, I found it for myself easier to do those things that I would normally put off. And, and so, in general, not just from that, but in my experience with Lent, it's not about, like, doing all this stuff. But it's more, I would suggest, do one thing. And for me, I have found that when it's a challenging thing, when it's difficult, it actually helps me more. I'm not chastising myself. I'm not saying I'm bad. What I'm saying is that there's something more important in my life than this thing, God. That I don't, I don't need this thing, whatever it is. But I need God. And so every time during that day that I'm, I'm choosing that and I'm willing it again, I'm doing what's difficult, it's actually going to get easier to keep facing what's difficult. Because ultimately, what Jesus wants, what Jesus invites us to do with him is to face the cross. That's why we're marked with it today. Because our freedom and courage to go to the cross is to accept the salvation that God wants to give us. But that's the path. And, and, and I know myself, I'm weak. I'd rather run for the door. And so Lent is my reminder, no, no, no. I choose the cross. I choose to do what's good but difficult for me because it's actually better for me. Does that make sense? So fasting, if we're struggling with certain areas, um, say with chastity or whatever, Fasting is the best thing. Why? Because it's a practice of strengthening my will and orienting my life towards God.
It's a strengthening of the will. Something with that too, you, part of that stripping away is to get rid of what's unnecessary to focus on the necessary. And you're going to feel it even at Mass, like even today, like there's more silence at Mass during Lent. Because it's like, I don't come for the music, I don't come for the preaching, I come for Jesus. That's the one I need. And so there's kind of a, what's essential It's Jesus. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving. Almsgiving is about charity. It's about loving others. Because sin, at its heart, is a selfish act. It's also a destructive act. I think I'm doing something good for myself. You know, I know I'm just cheating on a couple questions, but I, if I get a better grade, then I'll pass the class, and then I can get into medical school. I'm like, look, honey, I hope you know your stuff if you're going to medical school. Don't be cheating, you know? Like, <laughs> like you're actually... In sin, we hurt ourselves, even though I don't always feel that. And so almsgiving is about charity to another. It, it takes my focus off of me, and it puts it on others. It's good for me to do that. Um, somebody else's good. And so, typically, almsgiving, obviously, it's about money. Why, what's money? For me, money for me is security. Like, when I go on a trip, I want to know that I got money in my pocket and my credit card works. So like, because I can feel secure. I'm going to be okay. But to give my money away means, wait a minute, where's my security going to come from? From the one who holds me in existence. And so to give away my money is to remind me, I don't, I don't, I don't need this, but I need him. That I don't, I don't need to control everything in my life, but maybe I can lose control to him. And so maybe, maybe here's an idea for, um, if you want my suggestion. I would say, starting today, give $20 to someone or something you care about. And the reason I say to do it today is because if I don't do it today, what makes me think I'll do it tomorrow? And then maybe like every Sunday to give it. And maybe to a cause, to a cause that does good where I'm lacking. And I, I have two examples. One's a little serious, but maybe we can, we're adults. Um, so I, a lot of people struggle with... Um, Chastity with pornography and things of that sort. And that fasting actually really helps, but I think almsgiving helps too. That maybe donating money to um, efforts and nonprofits that are out there to help with pornography or to help people in the industry, um, which is actually good for me and it's good for others. Because the thing about sin is sin, it doesn't just affect me and my relationship with God. It also affects others. Even my private sin in my own room changes me, affects me, and affects others. For example, the average age of death for a woman in the United States is 72. The average age of death for a woman involved in the pornography industry is 34. And so out of brokenness, we might succumb to this, but my brokenness is actually adding to and affecting somebody else. And so now I can take my 20 bucks 
and I can, I don't know, put some blockers on my internet, and I can donate money to help these people and to help end it. Does that make sense? So how can I, how can I take my resources and do something good right where I'm weak? Or in Flagstaff, I went... I was in the hospital the other night, and there were like these uh, seven gentlemen in the waiting area who looked intoxicated, and they were beaten up like they're in a fight. And I couldn't help but feel like, man, what a scourge in our town, these homeless, these drunks. And it's like, wait a minute. These are my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm called to love them. I'm called to help them. So maybe my 20 bucks can go to Catholic Charities or St. Vincent de Paul to help this person where they can sit down and ask the person's name and learn about their story and how they can walk with them and help them in a real way. Does that make sense? Do you see how almsgiving starts to change us? It starts to take me out of myself and to do something to help someone in a real practical way. But what's the point of all this? Is that our God, who is good, and the fullness of joy, who is loving, and the source of peace, he wants us to share in that. And so these practices of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, they're meant to open me up to be able to receive more. That Lent is not about me doing more. It's not about beating myself up. It's about opening myself up to the gifts that my loving God wants to give me. This past weekend, we had a student retreat, and at the end of the retreat, um, there were some sharings, and this young man stood up, and he said, uh, I will, somebody came up to him at the end of the retreat, and she said, hey, look at you. You're happy. And, and he kind of like thought about it, and he's like, I am happy. I'm smiling. And he said, the reason that was so striking to me was that I couldn't remember the last time I was happy. But after giving God two days and opening up his heart, that he had received goodness and peace and joy and love. That's what our good God desires for every one of us today. And so as we move forward, let's make that choice. God, I choose you. God, give me yourself, which is the answer to what I'm desiring. I want to return to you. I want to return to myself and the fullness of life.